podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So it's uh, all for play for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi, villains, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate podcast with your host, Neil Dunworth, and I'm here again with Paddy from the Munster Line Supporters Club. And today we're going to talk to you, we're going to do a small little bit of a review show from um, the Wolves game. It's, it's, I know it's taken Paddy into the book now to get over it. Um, I was severely, severely hung or, or drunk the night before, so um, I think the, the rollover of the, onto the next day uh, helped my mood. Uh, a small little bit, but uh, I woke up on Monday and I felt way worse about the Wolves game than I did um, as it was happening on the Sunday. Uh, but Paddy, Wolves game didn't exactly go our way on on Sunday morning, and um, bit of a bit of a whimper, really, wasn't it? It wasn't really a great game for either team. No, it was a poor game. Uh, very hard to enjoy. I kind of could see exactly what way they were set up. They were, going, they were going to get a goal at some stage and then just park the bus, which is what they did. And we just couldn't break them down, no matter how hard we tried. Um, statistically, it was probably one of our best games. When you look at the possession and the shots, and, you know, it, it, we, did, we did okay. We acquitted ourselves okay. But, you know, it was, uh, you could just never see us getting a goal. No, and we went with two up top, yep. much maligned. Everybody wanted it. Everybody wanted two up top. We need goals. Everybody cried, and we got a two up top. And and in fairness, Keenan Davis, I can't fault him. Everybody, everybody was looking for two up top, and then it's a case of why do we why do we play Davis? He doesn't score. Can't <laughs> score. Last time he scored a goal was was Barnsley, two thousand seventeen, like. What, like where where are we going? Where are we going if 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 you want two up top and you want just a magic strike out and over? Play Louis Barry, Louis Barry. Like yes, you might be right, but you're you can't always be looking for the next player to always no. must be right. Oh well, I said play Louis Barry. Well, fair play to you. You must be a fucking tactical genius if that's the case. I think the only criticism I have, Neil, is it's crazy. We we didn't pay. We didn't play that formation in the games we could have won. And that's what's irking me. You know, you look at, you yeah. look at the, um, the previous game against Newcastle. I think if we'd have played like that, we might have got three points. That's and, true. That's and true. we may have done against Sheffield United as well. That, that's what, for me, is the hard one to take from it. Like, they're, they're set out with military position. They, they, were, they were fantastic. You know, five across the midfield. The minute they lose the ball, they're in a straight line. You can't get through them. Mm. And they retreat as far as they have to, and then someone goes and makes the tackle. It's it's a great system for them. It's worked. You know, they're 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 not high up the table, you know, pushing for Champions League football by mistake. You know, they're uh, they're a good side. We did well we were hoping we could turn them over. They're obviously our uh, our nearest rivals in the Premier League, and it would have been nice, but um, we just it, it never looked like we were going to do it from my point of view, from from start to finish. Mm. I think the biggest, yeah, and uh, what you mentioned about Wolves is they they actually play. We spoke about Sheffield United at the start of the season, and we said they play to a system, and 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 the players fit into their system, but. I think they play to the players that they have because when you look at it, they've got guys there like Moutinho and the Donker, uh, either side of Neves, and mm. they're built to to basically patrol their areas of the field. Uh, the goal that they got, I think if we play the formation, I, I, I conversely think if we play the formation that we played against Chelsea or that we played in the earlier earlier part of the season, I think if we play that formation once again, you have the you have the the anchoring midfielder that's there, and you've got the two guys in McGinn and and Kadahoran, um, that would stop anything down the channels. 
what happened was the the donker gets in the ball and he can basically go either side of um I can't remember what, what midfielder was there maybe it was Douglas Louise but he can go either side of him and yeah. basically it, it it kind of it kind of just opened up for him and and it, I kind of question Nyland's positioning slightly very harsh of me to do it but you know if we're, if we're going to have good good performances you know uh, I just think that maybe he was he, he was a bit flat-footed on the on the opposite side yeah. of his goal but realistically where it came from it was just it was just one of those things got into a position whereby we were out, we were out of position and when we were out of position that happens and that's why we played the three in the middle midfield as we have been when we were grinding really grinding out results as you said, and I, I actually didn't think this until you said it, but I actually do agree with you. Um, it, maybe it wasn't the game to play this formation. Maybe that was the game previous, and then we revo- resort back to exactly. nullification tactics. For, for, uh, for the next, game. probably three games. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I, can I see us playing like that at the weekend? No, I can't. Not against Liverpool. So... Um, it, it 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 baffled me when I saw it. I went, we're waiting all this time for it to 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 go at an attacking formation, and uh, the two up top comes against Wolves when we find it very hard to break them down. We didn't even play a long ball up or even a, you know a thirty yard pass up. It just didn't happen. There was no space for them. They were just completely stifled up there. It was very it was very hard to open them up. Um. There was no one leading the line either as a striker. It was almost a case of the two you can intertwine up front. Um, mm. And I think that that kind of, that's difficult. I think that's difficult for two strikers that aren't used to playing up front with each other. That's fine if you've got like, uh, if you've got a partnership that's used to playing with each other, like maybe a, a Firmino, a Salah, a, a, a Mane, you know, yeah, you guys, you you rotate around there, whichever one is closest to this, you know, you can play that system if you're familiar. These two guys yeah. have never played with each other before and, and you can see in their heat maps, they're back and forth across the field in a line, which to me is, both of them are doing that. Now, Samata's pass, Samata's patterns of passes are all over the field. They're absolutely all over the field. And like he had hardly any, he had only 10. Keenan Davis had 20 passes and, <laughs> you know, they're the same. They're all over the field. So like, yeah. my, my, in my view, Keenan Davis, should, like because he's a target man, potentially you would think he would be the target man of the two. They should be central or at least one of them should have the predominant amount of touches in the center of the field. But it just didn't happen, and and it's it's. Oh, I mentioned when we when we played Sheffield United, our our uh, our attacking qualities were completely different. We played balls at different angles and played true balls. Mm-hmm. With that kind of setup, that that was the time to do it. You know what I mean? And we we didn't do it once. We didn't we didn't offer anything like that. You know, we were still just trying to get the ball to Jack. Um, I think Jack only got through once. I think he had a shot on target in the uh, in the first half. Um, didn't really trouble the goalkeeper, but uh, we we just I think that was our only shot on target actually. Um, and then we we had Nylands nearly throwing them a goal at one stage as well. Jeez, yeah, I forgot his his confidence just seems to be completely shot. Um, you know. <laughs> Well, having said that, there was another game that happened at the weekend and the keeper was punished. I don't know whether you saw it. Um, jeepers. can't remember. <laughs> one, of the, one of the evening games I watched. Uh, the FA Cup, was it? it threw it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't see see, uh, yeah. see those at all. Um, I was rolling uh, over from the day before. Lost it. Yeah. <laughs> You were struggling from the day before. <laughs> you um, like the chocolate donuts. <laughs> but uh, like I mean, I think it's it's nearly a case of now we we to draw a line under everything and try and move on because it's so bloody hard. Hmm. It's uh it's impossible to see um where it's gonna come from. Exactly. Like <laughs> like like we'll get onto it in a moment, but there's a result somewhere in this team. There just has to be statistical nature of results would say that there's at least one result 
that we're not expecting out of the next six six games. There just has to be. Um, I refuse to believe to not believe in the power of prayer, positivity, and optimism. <laughs> it just yeah. we, we can't be that unlucky. There can't like be. We that might have a lot of optimism, but we don't. We don't look like we're positive, and that's the worrying part. Where, so, where do we where do we get it from? Where do we bring it from? Who who brings it into the team? That's uh, yeah, that's it. Like like Trezeguet comes on. How many touches did Trezeguet have when he came on? Now I know he was only on for a moment, uh, for like five six minutes, but he came on with Algazi. The two of them I think came on at the same time. How many touches did Trezeguet have with the ball? I would say two, maybe. He had Three. one. He had no passes and he had one touch of the ball. But just to put it in in, in comparison, Algazi had eleven touches of the ball, and right. Algazi had ten passes. Yeah, you know. Um, also, looking at it from this point of view as well is um, Samata had twenty two touches of the ball, and he was on for a good portion of the game. He had ten mm. passes, and he lost possession five times. Samata didn't have one pass or touch a pass of the ball in the in the attacking half of the first half. Not he didn't. He, he didn't have any touch of the ball, any um touch within the, the opposing within the opposing half in the first half. So yeah. that to me means that he was playing the, the more reserved of the strikers, the more more withdrawn striker. Now I don't know. If you're going with one up front against Liverpool, and I suppose we might as well just transition. We didn't didn't plan to do it this way, but we might as well just transition into maybe a preview of the Liverpool game. Who do you play up top? Uh, <laughs> well, I think it'll have to be Keenan, wouldn't it? I think so. I, I think I think that what he does offer is he brings midfielders into play and he holds it up and he's big and strong which Samata doesn't do um, I think Samata is a shadow of what we thought he was pre-COVID um, and he looked like he was going to be a player played very well in the League Cup final and uh, it's just failed to perform since since um, the comeback so um, you know he put it down to rustiness at the start that should be over with now um, they should be firing on all cylinders at this stage. Um, I know uh, Dean Smith got a lot of um, criticism for saying that they were tired, and he he did have a point. There was no need for that game to be played at that stage. Bear in mind that Villa had the extra game to play. They could have played it Monday and given given them an extra couple of days, mm. which was disappointing. So um, we did look a bit lethargic. Um, there was no doubt about that, but it's nice to get a, a week's break. Uh, but come back to your point, um, yeah, definitely Keenan up, up front for me for the simple fact is that he will hold up the ball and he will bring the wide players and, and whoever is coming in from midfield into the game. Um, I don't know how much of the ball we're going to see in that part of the pitch against Liverpool. You never know. We did quite well against them at home in the, in the first game. Uh if you remember, we were beaten by that that late goal. Yeah, uh, yeah. absolutely heartbreaking that one. Um, so, what do you think? Where where's, where where are we going to grind out a result out of this? I know you're feeling positive yourself. <laughs> you all right, know. yeah, exactly. So, come into my parlor and listen to my positivity. All right, listen, listen, listen to reasons to be positive. Um, I'm going to go on a small, tiny bit of a tangential rant here because. I'm feeling good about life at the moment, all right? And I'm going to spread a small bit of positivity. And look, fuck it, if we go down, we go down. But let's not go down and, and, and be, like, be bitter about it in your own way, but go down with your head held high. Um, but I don't think we will go down, all right? That's, that's the crux of it. Now, I can make a compelling argument as to why we can beat Liverpool. And I have tried to, and all I've gotten back is, well, we aren't beating Liverpool. Why aren't we beating Liverpool? Because Liverpool are great and we're shit. That's literally what the argument is at the moment. So hear out my argument now as well. Liverpool have won a title for the first time in 30 years. They, they, Regardless of the professionalism within that team, I've seen videos up as far as last night, new videos of, or, or, sorry, up as far as uh, 
yeah, Tuesday night, Monday night, of all those players out in the piss. All right? I, no matter how professional you are, they've got Man City to play. They're going to want to drive it on to Man City. They're not going to take it easy against Man City because that's one that they could win to widen the gap as well. They want to go for a record. They're going to see us as easy pickings. They've got five players on their team, or four players in their team that can still get above the 10-game ten, the ten threshold so that they can get uh, a medal. Like the likes of Dijon Lovren is on 10 games. They, they, I would be blown away if Lovren and Matip didn't start as the two centre-halves against Villa. They very easily could. They could have somebody in there like uh, Minamoto could be playing could be playing against us as well. He's had, he has five games. I might want to try right. maybe get him yeah. a medal. Curtis Jones won't get to the, to, to the 10 games, nor Harvey Elliott. But I would imagine that Harvey Elliott would be a big fixture in the games going forward as well because they really, really like him and they really like mm. Jones. And is there any real need to flog the likes of Trent Alexander-Ireland and um, Andy Robertson over the next few games? So there's, there's, there's number one, that they will most likely end up at some stage. And I would say they would see us as, as a prime candidate to play a weakened team. Now, with that as well, they literally have nothing to play for. I know everybody says they can play for records. They can get the most points, score, they can get the most points, they can get the most whatever. It's very difficult to do that, I think, as well. And, you know, Villa should be targeting Liverpool as even getting a point from Liverpool. And I think that Liverpool could be lethargic. They play Man City tomorrow night, they play them, and then they have to play us Sunday. There's a three, four day, there's a what, three day turnaround, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, literally a two day turnaround before they have to get up again and go and play another game. So we're going to see changes in in the game at the weekend. And I, for one, think Villa are eight to one to win. I would imagine you're going to get something like five to one Villa, Villa win or draw at the weekend. And I think you would be absolutely out of your mind not to put a tenner on it. (laughs) <laughs> you know, to get the villa to not get something out of the weekend because there's a we've we've a week off. We've got a team that's coming back. Like Liverpool are the same as us. They're not super superhuman athletes. They're the exact same. Like the the, the fitness levels in in the teams are, are you would have to imagine are pretty similar after being three months off. Liverpool are coming back. Uh, they will play on Thursday. They're going to be playing on Sunday. We've a full week off. You have to give us a, a fighter's, a puncher's chance. And as I say, I'm a big believer in the fact that we have this out of the blue um, uh, result coming. Now, yes, we could go, we could get, we could get hammered 5 0. I could be mm. wrong, but fuck it, it's a lot easier to wake up in the morning and have, <laughs> have an optimistic thought than it, about, about realistically something that doesn't really matter in the grander scheme of things. As Jurgen Klopp said, it's the most important of the least important things. Yeah. And for me, and if it offends anybody, I'm so sorry, but I'm going to be super positive going forward until we can no longer be positive again. Um, yeah, and I think, and, I think and, I, I'm going to do the podcast shirtless if we, have, <laughs> if we beat Liverpool. Don't mention the beard again. No. <laughs> um, to be honest, um, West Ham's result tonight is just knocked the stuffing out of me now because... Everything, everything seemed to be going our way. We we'd gone up a position, um, and then you're looking at West Ham's fixtures: Chelsea, Newcastle, Burnley, Norwich, Watford, Man U, ourselves. And you're mm. going, mm, yeah, they'll get a few points out of that. I certainly didn't think the three points were coming tonight, and Chelsea were absolutely pathetic tonight, absolutely toothless. It was very annoying compared to what they how they played against us um, they were completely different but uh, it just shows that there is there is one of those games in everybody mm. um, I can't see it being this weekend for us which is worrying because we've got to obviously play Man U obviously less daunting than Liverpool yeah. the following week um, and then we look into the games where I think We've got to look at getting the the points from Palace, Everton, Arsenal, West Ham. You know, yeah, winnable <laughs> games. They're all winnable. Those four are winnable games, in, in my opinion. Will we win them? No, we're not going to win them all, but uh, we'll definitely pick up points there. Um, 
I think I think Bournemouth are in deep, deep trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a positive, obviously, for us. Um, when you look at what they have left to play, Man U, Spurs, Leicester, Man City, Southampton, Everton. The winnable game there is Southampton, but that's a derby match for them, and they love to stick the knife in them, I'm sure. So um I actually can't see Bournemouth getting any more points. And the same at Norwich. I think I think the two of them are doomed. So it, it's just a question of what happens around us now. There's West Ham yeah. after getting a big result tonight. Watford, they may pull a few points out of the bag. That will probably be, you know, not, they've got Norwich and West Ham to play. The rest of them be tough. Chelsea, Newcastle, Man City, Arsenal. So, I think the team will stay up on 32, 33 points this year. That's the way it's looking. That really is. I don't think you'll need to reach yeah. the 36. Like, what was it? That 17 out of the last 20 years, a team has stayed up in 36 points. And 18 out of the last 20 years, a team has stayed up in 37. I don't think you're going to need to reach that. I think this could be one of the lower uh, years. And, and like, that number seems to be dropping year on year Yeah. Uh, in the Premier League. Like, there's... Well, the, the gap, the, even the gap between... The gap you, you look, what, are, what are Arsenal, 15 points ahead of us? Hmm. That's, that was no or before what they played yesterday, didn't they? Um, I, I remember looking at it, they were 15 points ahead of us and they're pushing for Europe, which mm. is, well, they're still in with a, a, a fighting chance of Europe. Um, I have it, you know, have, have them worked it out that we will own, in my head, we'll only get five more points. I think we'll win one of the games and we'll draw two of them. Um, and I think that will just take us ahead of Watford. At the end of it, I think I think I think Brighton will be okay. I think West Ham will be okay after that. That's a huge win for them tonight. Bear in mind that they still have to play Norwich as well and Watford, so they will pick up points there. Certainly didn't think it would be tonight that they pick up the points, but fair play to them. They they had their game plan out. They hit them on the on the break and they got the goals. So, um, having said that, that's that's the best I've seen West West Ham play this year. They've been pretty poor. So, can they can they drive it on for the next six games remains to be seen. They they may slip up, but who knows? They say that those couple of fixtures in there, I think, will save them for sure. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's like tonight. Obviously, knocked the stuffing. It was a great start. Four goals. Uh, Brighton conceded. I've been a big proponent of look at the goal difference. It's going to be a big one. Um, we're now only, we're now level on, on points or on goal difference with Bournemouth. Uh, we we jumped them due to the fact that we've got an A in our name, but uh, <laughs> it's actually they're AFC Bournemouth, so realistically they should be above us. Um, but anyway, we'll take it. The, the league I'm looking at it as us on top. Um, but yeah. I I I, I, I think we're, we're it's goal scored that has us. Ahead of them, would that be right? Most likely, yeah, yeah, most likely yeah. because it's definitely not head to head anyway. Because no. they beat us, it was we beat, it and is. that's a thing that's actually a frustrating thing for me against Bournemouth and against Norwich. Like, whatever against whatever about losing to whatever about about losing, but like, didn't we draw with Norwich more most recently? And didn't we we, we drew with the Bournemouth and lost to Bournemouth, you know? Yeah. And 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 like, you look at the team that they have, and, and both of those games were like. They were just frustrating games. It's and then Watford, of course, Tridini plays his only game of the year. Of course, he plays it against Villa, against uh, against you know. It's those teams that when you look back in it, like we are where we are because of, of of the year. But we've played well against the bigger teams. So when we look back at the at the shoulda coulda wouldas for the year, it's not the Brightons and the Bournemouths and the and the Watfords and the Norwiches. It's not those games because no. we didn't turn up in those games. The coulda, woulda, shouldas are Spurs. Uh, Spurs, the time Son gets the goal. Arsenal, the time... Um, and and the, the Spurs, time the first match of the season as well. Haven't gone Spurs ahead the, and should have got a penalty. Yeah, Spurs, the first no. game of the season. Liverpool, Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Um, you Man know, United, they're the games. And United at Old Trafford, 1-0 Man up, United. coasting. Absolutely coasting. Yeah. Played them off the park. Chelsea, the most recent game against Chelsea should have at least got a draw out of that. I don't care what yeah. anyone says. You know, uh, the games that we were capitulated in, Man City, uh, Leicester, 4-0. Um, 
We haven't really capitulated in any uh, Wolves in, in November. We didn't play exactly great. I think we lost yeah. 2-1, but we were, we were poor. Uh, we didn't... Uh, Southampton, we capitulated against Southampton. But, like, it's just been lack of urgency from throughout the course of the year. But I'm going somewhere with this. So, what I'm trying to say is the fact that we have Liverpool and United and our asses are on the line. Liverpool have very little to play for at the weekend. Um, now, United do. You, with Leicester on, in free fall at the moment. United are only three points off playing off third position. So, yeah. they, do have, they do have something to play for, but you could just never, you never know what way, what United team are going to turn up. Bruno Fernandes started to turn it on last night. Pogba's back in the team. Um, yeah. Mason Greenwood is getting goals for them. Rashford is coming on. He's looking fit again. If Anthony Marshall scores a hat trick, uh, scores a hat trick ten days ago, um, their defense they started Darmian uh, last night and and he didn't look out of place, you know. So, but yeah, I'm still they, they've pulled it together for sure. They they have, but I, I'm I still think we like, I still think we could draw with anyone in our day. Like I don't, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not as confident that we could beat anyone. Yeah. But like I, do, I, I, I do totally agree with you that Liverpool will rest players this weekend. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure you'll see people complaining about the turnaround between Thursday and Sunday and Villa getting a week off and it'll completely be forgotten the amount of games Villa played to start off the season. And uh, it'll be interesting. Um, it'll be interesting to see what type, what, what type of team he puts out um, Might even start Adrian in goals. Could could like we <laughs> can just he get a medal? Know. No, <laughs> uh, he can. He's he's eleven games played. I think so. Oh, he's so he has a medal as it is. Okay. Um, I don't. I don't think that's such a big deal anymore about getting the medal because the clubs pay for them and they give everybody a bloody medal. Suppose, you know, it's yeah. not. It's not a big deal like it was. I suppose years ago, you if you were handed a medal and you felt you didn't deserve it, you'd throw it away. But Famously, David May played 10 and United thought the rule was you had to play 10 but you had to play over 10 and he didn't get a medal and yeah I remember I remember reading that in Match Magazine and I remember go, I remember having a laugh at it um, David May they tried to get him his medal yeah <laughs> but I, I suppose like it all starts on Saturday or on Sunday again with Liverpool and just kind of going back to I suppose what we'd like to see I think that we're going to go with the nullification formation, if I want to call it that way. It hasn't nullified too many teams, but the, the, the stifling formation, I think, and hope for the best. Over the last four games, I read a statistic somewhere, and I, I'm, I'm open to correction in this because, as you know, that I'm liable to get, get numbers slightly wrong every so often. But Courtney Houses have more shots for us over the last, last few games than any other defender in the league. And like he had five shots last uh, against against Wolves. Um and he's probably had more shots than our strikers. Well, he actually has, yeah, he has. Yeah. Um so with that being said, we're getting better at, at set pieces. We're not scoring from them, I know, but at least we're doing something with them. Um yeah. we're due a game like a Tony Pulis game where we grind out and hit a team with a corner out of nowhere and a big like like we've all closed you can close our eyes and you can remember a game where there was a cross came in from Matthew Etherington from a corner and Shawcross stuck his big mutton head on it and then they defended like mad and then towards the end of the game there was a ball in again from um, let's just call it Etherington or, or Jermaine Pennant crosses the ball in and Robert Hoot sticks a foot out of the back post that goes into the top the top of the net. Like mm-hmm. those teams, those games aren't even earned. They're just given to you by the footballing <laughs> gods at some stage. And we haven't had one. And I'm just so certain that we're due one. And I, it's blind fate. I know there's no statistical basis on it. And everyone can look at me and go, Jesus, am I, am I still drinking since the weekend? But we just have, <laughs> like, there has to be something yeah. there. There has to be but one in, of those. Another moments. big concern about this weekend is regardless of what team he puts out. He takes five players off his bench and brings them on. Look at the difference that makes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, it's nearly a head start in itself. It's, it's the most ridiculous rule I've ever heard. It completely favours the big clubs. Of course it does, Completely. 
I looked at Burnley the other night, they couldn't fill their bench. That's not the first time that's happened mm-hmm. to a team in the lower half of the table. It's so wrong on so many levels. And whoever come up with this ridiculous idea, it needs their head examined. It's a game of football. The rules, don't, the rules should not change like that. And to be honest, anyone other than a Villa fan listening to this would, would just see that as a rant and an excuse. But have, have a look at the likes of um, Everton, I think, at one stage, had two goalkeepers on the bench. I think it was Everton. Um, Brighton couldn't fill the bench. Burnley couldn't yeah, fill the bench. Uh, Everton had two goalkeepers and Phil Jagielka on the bench. <laughs> like <laughs> There's three goalkeepers on the bench. He's playing um, goals like seven or eight times. <laughs> oh no, no, he, but he's oh he's Chef with Sheffield United now. Yeah, I think it might have been Chef Yuda had the two players, on, or two goalkeepers on the bench. Anyway, it's it's just the most bizarre thing ever, and it it killed us against Chelsea, and it could potentially kill us on Sunday, and it could kill us the following week against Man U, but probably to a lesser extent, mm. because I think the best of what they have will be starting, and they might they'd have two, maybe two, to bring on that you know could change the game. Mm. But Liverpool could bring on five. Chelsea could bring on five. You know. Yeah, it's shocking, really. But then really again, is, you don't know what's going to happen. No it's matter half what a team. It. Yeah, it's half, yeah. it's wrong. It's wrong. And I've said I said it before it started. I'm not making I'm not making excuses now. But I didn't, for the life of me, see that 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 some clubs couldn't put enough subs on the bench, which just shows how wrong it is. Mm. Like. We're the same. We have Vasilev on the bench. Well, maybe he should be on the pitch. <laughs> maybe so. Maybe so. Um, like, did he do an awful lot when he was on the field for the two or three games that he was there when we had no striker? Uh, you know, he didn't get, an, get enough time. He, in fairness to him, any time I saw him, I thought he tried hard. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's uh, <laughs> it's 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 a difficult step up, you know. So. Um, oh no! Oh, absolutely. Uh, the, and the worrying thing is, if we're going to need him at the end of the season, he needs to be getting a couple of games under his belt, or at least, you know, kind of kind of. This is where I'm coming on. from. The the play two up front, play Louis Barry brigade. Jesus, I'd, and and I'd love nothing better than Louis Barry to come on and score a hat trick against Liverpool at the weekend, and then and then papers be writing on Monday, Real Madrid are sw- are circling around Louis Barry <laughs> for eighty million. Yeah, fucking brilliant. Absolutely, bring it on. We'd all love that. to be be like for him to be the next Mike Lohan it'd be fantastic mm. um, I'd even take the next Federico Makeda for those four games he played at the end of that season that's what I, I'd take that at the moment but like we it's, it's you said it it's a tough step up and it's even tougher when there's an expectancy of we need goals and if you're bringing on a yeah. Vasilev maybe he hasn't maybe he has the hasn't got the the defeat or the the how would I put it the the disappointment built up in the brain yet to be able to to kind of flounder under those those, those situations but you know maybe he does come out maybe he comes out maybe he brings that little spark and he scores Look, I don't know but but like one, there's a reason that managers against, don't do it year in year out day in day out week in week out you're 1-0 down against Wolves you're bringing on El Ghazi and Trezeguet and I hate picking on them but they're there They've, they haven't set the yeah. world in Trezeguet a long time specifically. Trezeguet yeah. one goal against uh, Wolves and Leicester. Um, Leicester, that 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 semi final, he's living off it ever since. Albeit one of our moments of the season, but you know we need something different. They're already planning that we're either going to start with El Ghazi and Trezeguet or one or the other, or bring both mm. on or whatever. So mix it up, throw something different in there. Who knows? Maybe even a Tariq Wright. I don't know. Interesting. We're going to have one more space on the bench now without. Uh, with Target being out injured. Yeah. So what do they do? I know Courtney Hawes is probably now the reserve left back. If you want to look at it that way. Mm. Um, you know, I know Engels is a bit off, so it's not got, they're not going to be bringing him in. So, so bring in, you know, someone out of left field that's going to do something different. Remember in 2007, I'm going to say, it might have been 2006, 2006 or 2007, Martin O'Neill had John Carew and he played too wide 
with Gabby Bonhorn. Gabby had only just really burst on the year before when was it against Everton he scored a goal. And he played Luke Moore, other side of him. And Luke Moore was only bursting on as well. And I remember at that time we had nothing to lose. We were on a cusp of a wave just being taken over and we were Martin O'Neill as manager. And and it just worked. And it worked for us uh, for a good part of the season because there was industry and there was effort and there was everything. And then when you think about Paul Lambert takes over the team and he plays Benteke up front and he plays uh, Albright on one side of him, I think, and, and Wolf Feynman the other side of him. And when, then when you look at this team, all right, which is the same sort of formation, and you can say that the league has moved on and so on, but I would actually disagree in, in, that this formation, that that formation couldn't work in the league as it is now because of the fact that fullbacks move forward so easily and so fluidly that if we have our two attack, if our two wingers, attacking wingers, are uh, pacey and powerful, it's probably better than than having them technically sound if that makes sense and i've completely like if if you wanted to do a complete another u-turn you could maybe fuck it why not just why not try maybe vasilev out there on the wing and just have him basically running straight lines because if you're doing it with, with trezeguet and if you're doing it with with, with the guys you want like trezeguet yeah. was on for 11 minutes he has one touch of the ball he has no passes Like, I mean, he mix it up. No one was expecting Hotter to come on the week before and he nearly gets a, yeah. a, late, a late equaliser against Chelsea. Do, so. Against Liverpool the weekend, do you play Jack up top? Do you put Hotter in the hole? Hotter mm-hmm. in the hole. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, like, like do, I think it needs to be changed up. I'm, I'm, I'm going downhill on Samata's ability. I don't agree enough people to cross the ball into him. You look at like the scouting reports surfacing now. You're seeing them on Twitter that this guy isn't great with his feet. He wasn't great with his feet in in, in Belgium. I, I'm okay with that. I don't, I don't really put much mass into that. Um, you've obviously got the detractors and Keenan Davis who break his absolute hind legs trying to trying trying to to win the ball and get the game. But you know. But look, Samata scored 75 goals in 191 games yeah, in Belgium. But the key thing yeah. is here, it's Belgium. It's a big step up. A big step up. It, doesn't, it doesn't happen naturally. You know, Benteke had a couple of fantastic seasons. But where is he now? You know, you can't, you can't expect miracles. You know? I, oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, we can't. Yeah. And like, to be honest with you, service is getting a shock in as well. Like how, well, many well, yeah. he had come, how many like and this is coming this is from Jack as well at times because when Jack breaks through from the middle uh, with, with the ball through the middle he very rarely slides the ball down the side of the center halves actually he did it against uh when Wesley was playing up front he used to do it a bit more he did it against Everton for the goal that Wesley muscled Jerry Mina out of it and, yeah. and the first goal when we beat Everton towards the start of the season he played a ball down the side of the defender and we don't do that an awful lot what he does is he checks back and plays it out to target so yeah. missing target and not having target now is for me it's going to make our attack a small bit more impotent actually more so than if we were to lose if we were to lose Samata or if we were to lose one of our wingers because he put in an awful shift Taylor won't get up as far and he isn't as good a crosser of the ball. So I'm just wondering where, what we do from a tactical point of view there. You know, I, I, it's going to be really interesting because he could very well go back to three at the back um, just to solidify the back line there against Liverpool. I, 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 play. <laughs> I hope you're wrong. Because we we never look comfortable the three at the back, not oh, for yeah. me. Anyway. Yeah, um, I, we just we just haven't got the the protective cover there. It's all very well playing three at the back, but you need wide men who are willing to put in a shift, which we don't. That's have. it. Um, well, I think with Taylor we'd be a little bit more disciplined. Oh, we will. We will. Um, I just don't think we'd have the overlap that Jack likes to have there. So there's going to be a big yeah. pressure on Jack to run at this defence and try and get past Fabinho. And that's going to be tough because he's going to be fouled left, right and centre there. Like, Yeah, we've also extended the loan of Danny Drinkwater. Oh, thanks be to Jesus we have. <laughs> but that's, that's, that's kind of worrying that, you know, <laughs> well, I suppose, <laughs> what do we do? He, he obviously sees something that we don't. He's obviously working very hard in training. Um, he hasn't put him back in yet. He missed the four, He was injured for the first game, wasn't he? 
Injured for the first two, I think, yeah. Yeah, injured and then just he couldn't play against Chelsea. So uh, we've yet to see him, so we don't know what kind of uh, form or uh, condition he's in because he certainly didn't look conditioned before uh, COVID hit us. So um, I guess we've only we've got to trust him that he's keeping him there because we don't have enough coming through to fill that position. Um, yeah, and I think it's like that. Paddy, I think he was extended because we didn't want to be in a situation like Burnley whereby we were filling the bench with academy prospects. Exactly, yeah. You know, he's won a league or, at the end of the day. Or Andrew not Potter. filling the bench as they put it, yeah. Yeah, like he, he's won a league at the end of the day and, and, and like what he's been poor for us, like stopped watch is, is right twice yeah. a day, you know, we just have to just catch lightning in a bottle one day, he could scream one in from yeah. 20 yards and before you know it, it's... Yeah. Yarmolenko versus Chelsea and we're winning 1-0 against Man United. Danny Drinkwater breaks his, his, uh, the, the team he started his careers with hearts. You know, it's, 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 just, it's a daily mirror headline away, you know. Um, it's, it's unlikely to happen. But I think you're better off looking at him than looking at experienced players than looking for experienced players, I suppose, when you're in a dogfight. Yeah. Um, maybe. Uh it does does kind of worry me that he, he hasn't like he's 30 years of age he should be in his prime mm-hmm. for for a player like that that's that's won the premier league um and and probably one of the best players they had at the time uh to fall so far in such a, a short period of time and still only be 30 years of age is is surprising um i wouldn't have him anywhere near it but that's just going on yeah. What he's done in the past, obviously, I'm obviously not partial to what's going on in the train, and nobody is because interviews seem few and far between as well. We're not hearing from the players, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because that takes the pressure off them to have to speak about what they're doing. Um, it's it's just a strange, strange time. Um, and, and just in that, Paddy, when the players yeah. do speak as well. You see all over social media. Oh, his heart doesn't look in it. Going through the motions. Didn't look like he gave a shit yeah. about Villa. And you're going, man, talk about damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like, yeah. you know. Um, you have to remember, you have have to remember that these keyboard warriors have had nothing to say for the last three months. So, oh, gave <laughs> it, it all out. Absolutely gave me unbelievable ire when I saw it. Tyrone Mings does, does a press conference, tries to say as bland and as uncontroversial as possible. And you see 40 comments underneath. Well, if you'd fucking stayed in and not been at a Black Lives Matter protest, maybe he'd be playing better. Like, give me a break. Like, but anyway, let's not get political. <laughs> That's uh, we'll do a political podcast some stage when we've lost all when everybody just stops listening to us, which is probably <laughs> happening very soon. We'll uh, we'll do a political podcast and uh, we'll yeah. see if it reaches number one. Um, <laughs> but for tonight, tonight is not the time. Um, yeah, it's 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 going to be an interesting. Well, it, tonight was an interesting night. What what happened? What what worked so well at the start with Brighton conceding four? Oh, sorry, Bournemouth conceding Bournemouth. four. Then even even that even they got a goal with the very last kick of the game. Now yeah. four minutes. <laughs> but um, <laughs> look, that's uh, but still we we've risen a place. There there is points of optimism I suppose it's just West Ham have really kind of taken the shine off anything that's happened um, look we've got Liverpool at the weekend we'll see what team goes out we're due that fluky win that nobody saw happening and why not against the team that's been on the beer for a couple of days that will be playing Man City tomorrow night and they will have to turn around after two days and play us less than it'd be less than 72 hours I think I worked it out it's like about 64 hours um, yeah between games so like uh, there will have to be rotation and, and it's, it's hard to say whether you know I know if, if like it's 40 years since Villa won the league if Villa won the league and we're in the position in Liverpool I wouldn't give a shit about any record yeah <laughs> all I'm worried about is overturning that that, uh, that deficit of what 30 years they have so it'll be interesting to see what he puts out tomorrow night against Man City and I think we can probably uh, draw some conclusions about what he's going to do on Sunday then, if that's the case. But yeah. he, he's, that, he's, that, he's that much of a squad. As I said, he could probably change 11 players and have five unbelievable players to come off the bench to change it. So who knows? Come here. Listen to this. 
I just need to make sure have I got this statistic right because this one is blowing my mind. Uh, Liverpool. How many yellow cards has the player on the Liverpool team with the most yellow cards got? Uh, I bet you it's less than five. It's five on the nose. <laughs> Fabinho has five. Trent Alexander-Arnold has four. Milner has four. Joe Gomez has three. Mane has two. Yeah. Adrian comes in sixth with one. Henderson, Keita, <laughs> Lalana, Lovren, Origi, Ox, Robertson, Salah and Van Dijk all have won. Well, I suppose when you play the game the way they do, you're the one applying the pressure. You're not going to give away too many yellow cards. And most of them are probably uh, professional fouls for someone on the breakaway as opposed to persistent fouling. Um, Jesus. I suppose was it goes me thinking that there might be a couple of them on nine and <laughs> they might get a yellow card and be out for the Villa game and, you know, clutching yeah. at all the straws that available. When does that end? This weekend, is it? I think so. I think it is this weekend. Yeah. Might have been, it, it, it might have been last weekend. I looked it up at some stage, but it got tedious trying to, trying to calculate it. Um, it's like after... Actually, it is. It's, it was last week. It's after game week 32. So, okay. yeah, it would have been. So it wouldn't have counted for this game anyway. But, um, Jesus, that's, that's some discipline, yeah. to be honest. But this you. is game week 32, so it would have affected... They're still in game week 32. Oh, sorry. They will be yeah. in game week 32 tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. That's, that's correct. Yeah. Um, okay. So we, yeah. we won't have to worry about any suspensions. That's what you're telling me. No, we won't. <laughs> uh, we absolutely won't. And I wonder how many penalties they've got as well. All these different things. Anyway, we won't get into that. That's very depressing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, we've got Liverpool at the weekend. Uh, take it as it comes. Um, <laughs> it's Look, anything we get out of it is better. Uh, better than a, better than getting nothing out of it. If we come away with uh, without a massive drubbing to our, our goal difference, that could be the difference uh, at the end of the day. Me myself, I'm going to be superbly optimistic. Watch, I I will be tweeting. We will beat Liverpool because why not? Is my is my <laughs> is my mindset yeah. on that? There's enough people being negative out there that uh, <laughs> look and and believe me, there'll be a hell of a I fucking told you so. If, <laughs> if we do beat Liverpool yeah. the weekend, and you know what, there'll be a hell of a told you so if we beat United the week after, and there'll be a hell of a told you. So. <laughs> you know where I'm going on this one, um, yeah. but yeah, I'm going to will it into will it into existence if it happens. But it's uh, yeah, look, uh, we're not out of it. We're not dead and buried. We climbed the place in the, in the league tonight. Yeah, things didn't go our way, but as everybody keeps on saying, we've got to grab it by the scruff of the neck at some stage. So why not do it at the home of the champions? And, you know, with that, I think we're going to leave it there for tonight because uh, it's nearly 20 past 11. And uh, if I get any more optimistic, I won't sleep. <laughs> and if I get any more pessimistic, I won't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's a ying, the yeah. ying teacher is yang. No, I think yeah. I think I think in the, uh, like just to end on a positive note, I think between every game I get a bit more positive. Um, probably caught me on a bad night because we waited until the fixtures were played today before we recorded this. So, I think come tomorrow I might be a bit more optimistic when I see who's who's available and what kind of team mm-hmm. Liverpool put out. So, I think we've we've got to we've got to like if you think players don't read Twitter or read the comments yeah. in the paper, they do. So we got to stay as positive as we can and support them as much as we can. As stupid as that may seem, and players it, read the newspaper. They re- they are on social media all the time. If you if you see a, a video on, on a bus, the players have their heads in the phones. They're not texting each other. They're looking they're at what people are saying about them, yeah, whether, whether you like it or not. Reading so, motivational comments yeah. or statements. They're looking at Twitter. Exactly. 100%. Why would they have Twitter accounts otherwise? <laughs> you know, there you go one thing actually that I will say is before we finish up is with the the kind of different and, and stop start stuttering season that the Premier League has in place and the fact that they are more or less going to head going to go ahead with the with the start dates more or less as normal give or take a week or two it may be in the bigger team's interest that don't have anything to play for to start setting their players on holidays now so that they can be fresh for next season, especially like if I was Jurgen Klopp. Yeah. Wouldn't that make sense to do two in a row as opposed oh, for- to break records this year? 
unfortunately, the only big team we've got to play that can do that is Liverpool. Man United can't. And, and Liverpool are still chasing that record. So it's probably not going to apply to us. Well, I think I think it might when we look at the Everton's, the Arsenal's, the, the Crystal Palace at the end yeah. of the year. You when know, you look like, at you look at Arsenal now, you you would imagine Lacazette and Aubameyang when 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 they're finally out of Europe at that stage won't be taking part. Yeah, they probably have their 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 first choice. But then uh, again, Martinelli and Enketia both score hat tricks against us because that's <laughs> the fucking thing that happens. You know, sorry. I, I just got negative there for a moment. I, I said I wasn't yeah. going to be. Uh, but they'll have Vito Manoni or whoever their sub-goalkeeper is, Damian Martinez yeah. or whatever, and, and we'll, yeah. And if they do drop points. five players, they'll be sitting waiting in the wings on the bench to come on and ruin our day. Because <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah, the Premier yeah. League lets them do. That's what the Premier League lets there them do. And then, and then the Premier League also lets teams away with only having five yellow cards in game week 32. Unbelievable. Jesus sake, that blew my mind. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see if uh, Dean picks up on that uh, point before he has a word with the press on before the match. <laughs> well, put it this way: if they get a couple of penalties and we've a red card and they and they the fouls are, are heavily stacked against us, if put it this way: if Jack is getting kicked around the park because and and there isn't yellow cards being flashed, I think he'll mention it afterwards. Um, anyway, that happens to Jack against lesser teams. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's it. We'll be relying on him getting free kicks yeah. and maybe Conor Horan's left foot um, no, to, to, to kind of pull. We we, we just got to be we just got to be hopeful, stay positive, and absolutely. It's my uh, it's my wedding anniversary on Sunday, so I don't want it to uh, oh, interrupt God. that too much or put me in bad form. So, good God, <laughs> yeah, um, my good wife won't be too happy at, at half hour when we're sitting down to watch this game. But anyway, that's life. That's life. That's life. That's right. She she knew what she married into. Who would have believed in uh, when we got married in the middle of July that uh, we'd have a Premier League game played in July? Yeah. There you go. At the time, you thought you were a genius. Because what's the worst I'll miss out on? Ah, I might miss out on if a couple of GAA games. A couple of G- yeah, I won't miss out in the European Championship. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. Um, anyway, best of luck and, and happy anniversary at the weekend. Thank you very much. And uh, everybody, wish Paddy a happy anniversary. You can find him at Villa Paddy on Twitter. Uh, you can find the podcast on at Mac for the love of that's M C F O R T H E L O V E O F. And you can find a podcast anywhere. If you just type in for the love of Paul McGrath, um, there isn't uh, many other fanatics out there that will have Paul McGrath in their, their podcast name. So you will find us. We will be the only one. And um, thanks everybody for any of the interactions that you have, uh, that you've, you've been having. And uh, thanks everybody for listening. And as always, as I say, we are going to beat Liverpool at the weekend because that's going to be my mantra. And until we talk to you next time, up the villa. Up the villa. Network.